the ground beneath my feet is shaking like a leaf. God, you're still good to me. When my hope is all but gone and I'm barely hanging on, God, you're still good to me. When my heart can't find a beat, when it's dark and I can't see, I will put my hope in you.
morning, church. Would you please rise for our first song? Darkness, whose love is mighty and so much stronger. 
would, uh, again, we're going to hear the scripture for today, and it's really the backdrop of the story of Peter walking on the water. So listen carefully. Reading from Matthew 14. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the gospel of our Lord. We continue now as we profess our faith, as we use the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Let us open worship by going to God in prayer. So if you would please bow your heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this morning. And Lord, we know as Peter did, a lot of times we, we doubt ourselves and our faith in you. And Lord, we just ask this morning that you strengthen that faith through the music we're singing, through our fellowship time, the message we're about to receive. And Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said.
Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. Yeah, nice and close. Come on up. Some more kids coming. You know, I am really excited because I've been wanting to try something for a couple years, but hadn't thought of a good reason until this morning. All right, so we're going to try it this morning. So come up nice and close, maybe not too close. Make sure you can see what's going on up here. I <laughs> not what? We'll see. So I've got a two-liter or a, a baby pool. I've got a couple two-liters with a cinder block holding it, and I'm missing something. Does anybody know what I'm missing? Mint. Yes, Mentos. So I've got Mentos, and, and it's. Yeah, I'm going to put them in the two liters. We're going to see what happens. You think it's going to explode? Yeah, I've seen some videos where they put like an entire tube of Mentos in, and it goes everywhere. But we're inside, and I'm a little scared. So I'm not going to use a whole tube, so, but let's try it. All right, let's see. I think, okay, one. I think that's a great idea. Let's try one. one let's, let's try one first. All right, you guys ready? Here we go. Nothing happened. Let's, you know, we're going to try more. We just need more. That's what we need. We need more. We got a whole handful. What do you think? We got one, two, three, four, five, six. There's eight of them. All right, you guys ready? Still didn't happen. Because it's, well, you know what? I've got another two liter here. Let's try this one. You think so? Oh, but you know what? I only have five left. I put, I put not eight plus one in. I put nine in there and nothing happened, but I only have five. You put five? Five? Okay. Do you think anything's going to happen? I don't know. Uh, nothing's happened so far. Let's see what happens. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It is a fountain. This, something happened. So what did we learn? Hmm. It works in Coca-Cola. It doesn't work in lemonade, right? So it's not about how many Mentos I put in there. It's about putting the Mentos in the right place, right? That makes a difference. Yeah, and that's just like our faith. Did you know that? That it's not how big our faith is or how small our faith is. It's about who our faith is in that makes all the difference. Isn't that amazing? You know what? Jesus even tells us that we can have faith as tiny as a mustard seed. And God can do big things through us. So it's not about how big our faith is. It's about who our faith is in. So if our faith is in Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world. No matter how big or how small Jesus saves us and can do big things through us. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's pray, all right? Fold your hands. You can repeat after me. Thank you, Jesus, that you love us and save us and want to do big things through us. No matter how big or small our faith is, as long as it's in you. Amen. All right, boys and girls, if you try this at home, make sure you talk to your parents first and do it outside. Yes, that's a great idea.
wow, exciting. It makes me even want to come and watch. All right, beginning this next Sunday, uh, we're going to be going into the season of Advent. Advent literally means the coming of. And as Christians, we know Jesus Christ, well, he's, he came one time 2,000 years ago, but he's coming again. But this Advent season is when we kind of anticipate that and we look forward to his return and we celebrate his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. So, if you would, come on. Um, the theme is going to be clothing of the king and we're going to be looking at different stories throughout the Bible that have some connection to this idea of clothing and what does it mean for us today. All right, um, several Advent Christmas announcements, so I'm going to breeze through them, listen carefully, and once again, you can go to the Church Center app, you can go to our website, um, lots of places where you can get this information. All right, let's uh, Advent by candlelight. Uh, we're going to be having that, it's going to be uh, next Sunday, December 3rd at 5 o'clock. Um, we're looking again for hostesses, uh, people that may want to come and be a part of it. Feel free, uh, contact us at the church, go to the Church Center app, um, we will let you know how to do that. Also, the Columbus Community Christmas Concert Four C's. I set them all together. Um, great time, honestly. Um, went there last year. I've sung in it before. Um, it's just a great way to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And as a community, we come together in a choir form, and we lift up Jesus. And that is going to be on December 10th at 2 o'clock at the Columbus High, High Auditorium. Uh, love for you to come and be a part of that and celebrate. A uh, whole bunch of people come, and it's worthy of your time. Also, uh, Candy Cane Lane. This is something new. It's going to be on December 15th and 16th. This is a way for us to serve our community and bless people with um, some fun, yes, but also the story of Jesus and his love for the world. And it has lots of elements to it. You can see the big, long list of all different ways in which you could be involved. We'd love this to be a congregation-wide lean-in event where we open our doors like we just did for Thanksgiving and we bless uh, children and families. So look at the list. Think about ways in which you can serve. Again, it's going to be the 15th and 16th from 5 to 8 o'clock. And then the last one, it's not too early to be thinking Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. And uh, we, we kept wrestling with what times should we have the service because it falls on a Sunday. So after a lot of prayer and conversation, uh, we're going to have the service times at 9 o'clock, 11 o'clock, and 3 p.m. And so start thinking which one will serve you and your family best. But also think about who can you invite and bring to come and hear the greatest story ever told. And so we'd love for you to be thinking like that because it's great for you. You know the story, but there are people within our circle of influence who need to hear this message as well. So if you would, please, please think about that and pray about that. Uh, December 24th coming quickly um, for us. And then uh, the, the normal announcements again. If uh, you have a prayer request, you can submit those prayer requests. 402-242-5051. They'll be included in our worship service this morning. Um, also, we have communion, we believe, here at 1C. It is a gift of God. It is bread and wine, but it's also the body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of our sins. 
So if that's what you believe, we invite you and encourage you to come and celebrate with us. Um, also, if you are a guest here, uh, we want you to know we are so thankful that you have come to worship here. And we invite you to come on back again. Uh, come back for Christmas Eve, yes. But come other weeks too where we lift up the name of Jesus. Uh, we'd like to get to know you. You can actually text uh, 1C uh, guest to 94,000. And that would uh, start the conversation. So if you have questions or um, things that you need to know, we can help you with that. And the last announcement, the joy basket is going to be passed in a moment. Um, I don't know if you know the difference between joy and happiness. I always tell people that happiness is based on circumstances, right? If you had a good week or if your, the, the, your favorite pie was served on Thanksgiving, you might have happiness. And if you, your favorite pie wasn't served, you might not have happiness. The difference between that and joy, joy is based in Jesus. Who he is and what has he done for you and for me. And then out of thanksgiving, out of that joy, we then respond with joy-filled hearts and lives. And so we do that as we show our thanksgiving to him, whether it's in our prayers or our singing or our serving or even of giving of our tithes and offerings. Uh, so please prayerfully consider in what way can you show your joy and thanksgiving to this God who has done so much for you. I know that's a lot of announcements to take in, and that's not why we're here. We're here to worship our God. So let's continue to do so now.
in there talked about this idea of being tempted and having trials and it's all because we're human and that is our circumstance that is our struggle that is our reality as human beings we battle and struggle with sin and all of its effect but there is a remedy there is an answer and his name is Jesus so let's take a moment now to confess that sin before God and then be reminded of what Jesus did for you and for me let's Share this prayer together. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. And here's the good news. Because of Jesus, and only because of Jesus, your sins have been taken care of. Through his suffering and death and resurrection, we know what forgiveness of sins is, but we also know what it means to live in victory. You and me, now and for eternity. That is incredible news that gives us a joy that the world cannot give. So with that in mind, we turn our attention to this gift. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. We continue this celebration.
such a truth. And my prayer for you is as you experience this grace of God, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter what burdens you carry, you can remember how great is our Lord. And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for mission, for ministry. Go in his name and in his love. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you that you are there whenever we call out to you. Prayers for my sister as my 34-year-old nephew passed away. Prayers to comfort and strengthen the family through this difficult time. Prayers for comfort for my family with the decision to stop chemo for grandma. And that, Lord, that you just uh, meet with hospice tomorrow and you just be with us as we go through this process. Prayers for my brother Jim for a successful AFib procedure at Lincoln Heart Institute on Wednesday. Father, we just thank you for these prayers spoken and the ones unspoken, that you know what weighs heavy upon us. Help us to just bring it to the foot of the cross and then just trust you with everything. Join me as we say the Lord's Prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I was watching that again and just thinking about those blue fish going the opposite way and how, quote, uncommon that is. And we're going to talk about that today. Um, I'd like to invite you to join reading a scripture out loud. I, I bumped in, into it this morning. And uh, God bless Carrie for letting me come last minute with some tweaks and changes. And so if we could have that scripture up there. Um, this is a, a powerful scripture. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 to 10. Um, this is Paul speaking, all right? So it says, that's why we have this scripture text. And then he goes on. And so, would you read the rest of it out loud with me? No one's ever seen or heard anything like this. Never so much as imagined anything quite like it. What God has arranged for those who love him. But you have seen and heard it. 
because God, by his spirit, has brought it all out into the open before you. All right, um, I think what Paul is leaning on is he's thinking about Isaiah 54, where it goes, no ear has heard and no eye has seen a God like you. Remember, Paul, once upon a time, was Saul, who was, well, he knew the scriptures. He knew, he knew God's word. And now that he knows Christ, as he is living in Christ, no doubt he reflects back on the Old Testament in a whole different way. And now he says these words that he wrote you know, to the Corinthian church, but I think he writes it to us today. And this idea, no, is, no one's ever seen or heard anything like this. There is a God that is so, so, well, let's put the title slide up. This was another change I had. If you could put the next slide up, please. This is so uncommon. You ever think about God like that? I mean, we live in a world that makes everything kind of common and whatever you want to believe or feel, you can, and then all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of people kind of doing it. Well, we have a God who is so uncommon. And I decided to look up uh, synonyms for that word, right? And let me give you the list. Extraordinary, amazing, unheard of, unprecedented, incredible, outstanding, remarkable and uncommon. And this uncommon God chooses to do uncommon things in the lives of his people. And we could spend a long time covering lots of stories. I'm just going to breeze through a list, and you're going to see the names pop up there. And maybe you know the stories, maybe you don't. Uh, the first one is Noah. You know, uh, it's a little uncommon to build a boat where there's no water. It's a little uncommon to build a boat kind of by yourself when there's no sign of water either. Uh, so there are different theologians that wrestle with, has the world ever seen rain yet? Some theologians say no. Some say yeah. I tend to believe that there has not been rain yet. So even that idea to build a boat where there's no water nearby and they don't even know what water is like from the above, that is uncommon. That is very strange, right? Next one, Sarah. I don't know about you. I don't know many women in their 90s that, quote, give birth. That's a little uncommon. Next one, Moses. Born as a, a Jewish little baby, put into a basket, and floated down the river, picked up by Pharaoh's family, raised in Pharaoh's house, and ends up being second in command. But that's not what is uncommon. I mean, that's pretty uh, uncommon, but there's something more to the story. This man named Moses then ends up through a long story, which I, I don't have time to tell you, to become the deliverer of the children of Israel. He stands up against Pharaoh. He says, let my people go. And by the power of God, there's like a million some people now going to leave from Egypt and go to the promised land. And then they get to this, this obstacle called the Red Sea. Maybe you've heard of it. Moses stands there. He's got all these people in back of him. 
the uh, Egyptian army is now coming and they're going to come and kill every single one of them. And I've never seen this happen. But the Red Sea parts. That's kind of uncommon. Water doesn't normally do that. Uncommon. Next one. All right, Gideon. Uh, Gideon, from the smallest of clans. In other words, his family, his people, they were like small and insignificant. God chooses him to lead his people. Now, here's the story. Um, I think it's the Amalekites. I'm not sure which one. It's one of the, you know, there's Hittites, Amalekites, you name it. Well, they have 135,000 people in their army. Gideon assembles 32,000 people in the Israeli army. And God says, hmm, no, 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 no. That's too many people. So through a, a process, carves it down to 300. 300 against 135,000. And God's people won. I would say that's uncommon. Next one. David. A lot of things about David that's a little uncommon, but I'll just say grabbing some stones and a slingshot and being a young lad to kill this really big giant named Goliath. It doesn't happen every day. That's uncommon. Next one. Daniel. All right? Thrown into a lion's den. Unscathed, unharmed. That doesn't happen. Lions usually win. Next. All right, let's do the next three in a row. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you remember their story, they would not bow to the king. Nope, they're not going to do it. They get thrown into a fiery furnace. They come out of the fiery furnace without an, any sign of fire. That's uncommon. Next, Mary. You know, we're coming up on the season, right? Advent, and we're going to come pretty soon to hear the story. You know, wow, what? Angel's going to come and say, you're going to give birth. You're going to have a baby. And yet she's never laid with a man. Uncommon. And then today's story is Peter. Just a fisherman, right? And yet we're going to find, we're going to hear the story in, from Matthew again, where he walks on water. That just doesn't happen. That's breaking um, laws of physics, right? You don't, people don't walk on water. You just don't do that. And Peter did. And then the last thing is a big question mark. And here's where I want you to ponder yourself just for a moment, and it might be uncomfortable how uncommon are you? I'm going to tell you that in my life, there are many more times than I care to admit where I become very common. I kind of go with how the world goes. And I believe God is calling us today to be more uncommon than ever before. And you might be going like, oh, no, don't go there. I'm feeling pretty good about how life is going. I don't want to have to get out of a boat. I like a boat, especially when there's a lot of water and, you know, storms and all that stuff. 
But I'm going to tell you, when you say, I believe in Jesus, when you say, I want to follow him, there are going to be times when it's going to be uncommon. And God wants you to have an uncommon faith to do uncommon things in the world in which we live in. Okay? Oh, I have your attention. I want, I want us to all know that God is calling us to be uncommon. All right, Matthew 14. Let me just give you the context backdrop. You're going to find the story of Jesus walking on the water. You're going to find Peter walking on the water. It's going to be really cool. But there's a couple things that happened before. And remember, one of the things for studying uh, a scripture verse is to look at the context. In other words, what's around it? Because it helps you understand what's going on in that moment. So yes, Peter walked on the water, but what happened before? What happens afterward? So I'm going to give you just a little bit because, you know, time restraints. I'm going to talk about before. Matthew 14, we have the death of John the Baptist. If you read about John the Baptist, I'm going to say he is uncommon. Wouldn't you say? I mean, eating wild locusts and honey, wearing kind of bizarre kind of clothing, saying bizarre things, right? I think it's uncommon to go up to the Pharisees and Sadducees and say, you brood of vipers. I think it's uncommon for him to, to say something about about this king that's living with somebody now that shouldn't be, which got him into trouble, which got him beheaded. All right? How about this? Uh, right after that, we have the feeding of the 5,000. I think that's pretty uncommon just by itself that, wow, 5,000, remember the storyline, 5,000 men, Matthew tells us. So there are women and children, so we'll say 15,000, maybe more, who knows, they were fed. But you know the most uncommon part of the feeding of the 5,000 is what Jesus said to the disciples. And that's the next slide. And he says these words. You give them something to eat. Let's go back to that list. Extraordinary, amazing, unheard of, unprecedented, incredible, outstanding, remarkable. For God to look at these disciples, right? They're they're. They're fishermen. He says, you feed them. You take care of them. I think that's pretty, pretty strange. So, I think when he says, you give them something to eat, he ultimately says, in other words, you do something uncommon. Disciples, step up. You do something uncommon. All right. Out of the ordinary. Let me, um, I'm going to walk you now through the text a little bit, and then we're going to see some clips from The Chosen that I think they do a great job depicting the walking on the water and catching the human element. So let's look at verses, uh, tw uh, verse 22 and 23. Immediately after this, so after the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and crossed to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. Let's leave that up there for a second. Um, if you noticed, if you paid attention, the first reading of Matthew 14 that I did earlier did not use the word insisted. 
I think the New Living Translation does a better job of this. Jesus didn't invite people to get into the boat. He told them. In other words, it was not an option from Jesus. In the original language, it's very emphatic. It's forced and compelled. Or as NLT says, insisted. You get in that boat. Sometimes we see Jesus and we think he's this great invitation person. Hey, come follow me, you know. Well, in this instance, he says, you do it. Get in that boat. Let's get going. It's maybe a little different flavor than you've ever maybe read before. He says, you get in the boat. All right, next verse. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Now here it says... um, I think it's not uncommon for Jesus to pray. I think that's really normal for him. I don't think it's uncommon for the disciples to be in a boat because they, uh, remember, a lot of them were fishermen. They're used to a boat. It's not uncommon for them to experience um, a storm in the boat because, again, the Sea of Galilee is actually um, under, under uh, sea level. And so storms come up. It's kind of like the perfect storm. It just kind of happens a lot. So that's not uncommon. So there's some things in the story that are just like, okay, this is, this is normal. So let's now watch the scene where all of a sudden they get to see Jesus. wrote this down, and maybe you can relate. It is not uncommon to not notice God during the storms of life. I often give the analogy 
of, let's just say you're building a house, and you've got this vision and dream for what the house is going to look like, and you're all excited about it, and you're working on the house yourself, and you have a hammer in your hand and a nail, and you are doing this, and you're just dreaming about what this house is going to be like, and all of a sudden, you, you hit your thumb. It is so easy to no longer think about the house, what it's going to look like, what it's going to be like. All that you see and notice is what? Your thumb throbbing and aching and hurting. And I think the disciples, as well as us today, when we go through the storms of life, I would almost say it's normal. It's normal for us to take our eyes off of God. It's normal for us to look at the problems and the circumstances of this world and what it's dishing up than to look upon Jesus. So I think one of the lessons in the story of, again, Peter walking on the water is when we go through the storms of life, it's not if, it's when, keeping our eyes on Jesus, noticing that he's present, noticing that he's there. Okay, really, really important. All right, uh, let's continue now with another clip. We have to get out of here! Everyone move! Go, go, Let's go! Nobody move! Simon, what? I said everybody stop! Stop, stop, stop! Okay, stop! Nobody move! That's not a ghost! Are you crazy? Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. I mean, what a gracious invitation. But did you notice the invitation that Jesus gave? He did say, come. Um, and, and there were the other disciples in the boat, but we're going to find out that only one of them actually comes out of the boat. And I just wonder about you and me. When Jesus says, come, are we ready to come? 
Are we ready to be uncommon? Are we ready to do things that are different than what the world says to do? Or are we like those other disciples and we just love being in the boat, love having that comfort, probably even a, like a nice uh, life, lifesaver on, and we're just like, okay, we're good, we're cozy. Are we ready to be uncommon? All right, let's continue with the next scene. In the shadow of your wings, do we take refuge? share with you a couple quick scriptures as we close. Hebrews chapter 12. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips, trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Love that idea of this God who is just there just saying, hey, come. Keep your eyes locked on me. I know there's going to be the storms of life. They're going to happen. But just keep your eyes on me. Now the uh, end result. Let's go to the next slide. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. And that's going to be the rhythm of our life. I'll just tell you that's the way it's going to be till we get to heaven. There will be storms that will come. There will be times in which we feel like we are in danger and vulnerable. And Jesus comes in. I'm going to tell you, sometimes he doesn't calm the storm. I'm going to so don't think that everything's going to get really rosy. Sometimes the storms are going to keep going, but he is right there. He is going to love us through this. He will never leave us or forsake us. That's the kind of God we have. Let's go to the last slide, the last verse. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. 
so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So here's the, here's the scoop. When you go through the storms of life, when you have difficulties, you know what? God wants to use all those things to grow our faith so that we can live uncommon. Yes, trials. Yes, tested. Yes, he wants to give us a faith that is more precious than gold. Now, the world will say gold is more precious than faith. But Scripture tells us from 1 Peter, Peter himself, my guess, he's thinking about what he's gone through, says, no, faith is more precious. And it's, as Greg says, too, it's where we put our faith in. Faith in Jesus. Let's stand. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace and an uncommon faith. Amen. Yeah, it tells me so.
Test one, two, three. We're going to start the deeper dive in like two, three minutes for those who are around.
Thank you. You hear it for this? Okay, how?